Galaxy 666 by Pell Toro. Session 67. Welcome back to Galaxy 666, your ever-ready guide to here. We have entered the last chapter of Galaxy 666, but don't pop the champagne corks yet, as we still have three sessions of trials to go. Pell has never been afraid to highlight his works within his works, and the more power to him for doing it. In Galaxy 666, Pell praises, and certainly includes himself, as one of those, quote, brilliant imaginative writers of the 19th and 20th centuries. This is, of course, not the first time, nor the last time Lionel will do this. Lionel Fanthorpe's book, Powered Sphere, published in 1963 under the pseudonym of Leo Brett, Lionel writes, quote, It's a long time since those 19th and 20th century science fiction theories were aired, but a lot of those great old science fiction writers had some incredibly good ideas. He paused thoughtfully. Men like Jules Verne, H.G. Wells, John E. Muller, Carl Siegfried, Fanthorpe, and their contemporaries put forward as fiction a number of brilliantly imaginative schemes which have since come to pass as fact. Unquote. Of course, both John E. Muller and Carl Siegfried are also non-diplumes adopted by Lionel. In fact, in Projection Infinity, written as Carl Siegfried in 1966, Lionel writes, Jinx was an intelligent man. He read and understood the novels of Fanthorpe, Muller, and Fane. Again, all pseudonyms of Robert Lionel Fanthorpe. As Mark Twain said, if you can't get a compliment any other way, pay yourself one. Though the first paragraph is consumed by this self-aggrandizement, it is begun with Bronitz saying, As I see it! A statement that he doesn't actually finish. Instead, he begins again in the second paragraph, and this dangling prefix can be seen as more forensic evidence of Pell's stream-of-consciousness style of writing and Badger's lack of editing. Bronit never gets to his actual solution of what to do about the situation, but instead spends the first third of chapter 19 restating the problem. Here again, he rolls out the music analogy, the tapestry analogy, and then adds to it a bathwater analogy. In all, it is to reinforce the idea that a stable universe needs to be counterbalanced by an unstable one. The best part of the dissertation is Oski's continuous questioning and Ishklon Korzak's lack of patience with him, culminating with Ishklaw shouting at him to shut up. There is also another great line dropped in here. Oski looked at Ishklaw and Korzak. Korzak looked back at Oski. Ishklaw was deep in thought. However, most of the session is just Bronit hitting the same notes again and again, and with each single reference, he must now show how it fits into all three analogies. Galaxy 666 itself is the back of the tapestry, the discord in the music, the vortex of chaos at the bottom of the plug hole. And in the background, the aliens continue their flapping around as they now have apparently obtained a perfect command of the English language and can understand exactly how crazy the humans are. The problem with Bronit's thinking is that it assumes far too much of the normal universe itself, but we'll talk more on that later. One thing we should note as we move out of Session 67, Robert Lionel Fanthorpe is not alone, and I'm not talking about Patricia. Here we refer to John Glasby. Glasby was also part of the Badger Machine and is responsible for more than 300 novels and short stories, as the UK newspaper The Telegraph noted upon the occasion of his death on September 15, 2011, at the age of 82. The team of Reverend Lionel Fanthorpe and John Glasby could be said to have been Badger Books. 
They both wrote under pseudonyms and often shared the same ones, making it difficult to pin down which writer produced which book. Also, like Fanthorpe, John Glasby had another life. After taking a degree in chemistry at Nottingham University, he became a research chemist for a company called ICI and carried out research on detonators and rocket propellants and eventually became the head of the physical chemistry department. In 1958, he joined the Variable Star Section of the British Astronomical Association and was appointed its director for seven years, beginning in 1965. While there, he wrote numerous professional books on astronomical phenomena that were highly respected by the scientific community. The Glorious Badger imprint was founded in 1958, and it closed forever in 1967, bringing an end to a unique and fascinating era in modern publishing. Bronet's solution for our heroes must come very soon, for we too are coming close to an ending. The ending of Galaxy 666. Here ends session 67.